Good morning. So, what do you think about your camo pastor? <laughs> Some of you are probably thinking, he's trying to compensate for overdressing at just Christmas yesterday, so. I actually wore this as part of my uh, Halloween outfit. If you look at this picture here, this is our, our, we're getting ready for Halloween. And uh, I don't have any outfit on it. And some of you might know, I grew up, I didn't really celebrate Halloween. So it's not really on my radar. Uh, And now we live in a neighborhood. I used to just stay at home, give out candies. Uh, But what's happened is I now live on a a block where there's like zero kids that come by. So it was, I was going to go out with the kids. And my kids were like, but daddy, what are you going to wear? And I was like, oh man. So I went and got these boots and I put on this on and I got a little water gun and I wore the absolute worst Halloween costume possible. I got to admit, though, like with this, this camo hoodie of mine, um, I have an unholy love for it. There's, a, there's something in me that I just, I love this. I, I bought it when I was first married. In fact, me and Megan bought matching camo hoodies. <laughs> and I, 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 I really like it. It made me kind of feel really hip-hop. I was like, I got the Greek to the Greek camo. Speak the word of God as my ammo. Hit you in your seats like whammo. (laughs) Needless to say, Megan hates this thing. (laughs) She got rid of hers a long time ago. She's been threatening to throw it out behind my back for years. I'm like, don't you dare. But I'm starting to admit to myself, maybe she's got a point. It seems like it's shrunk a little bit or something. I don't know. <laughs> it's ratty a bit, faded. There's a hole in one of my pockets. And I'm going to be 42 years old next week. Oh. Maybe says she worries what people think of me when I wear this. And judging from your faces, some of you might be like, yeah, that's a... So here I am today in front of you. I'm taking off this hoodie. I'm letting it go. I will never wear it again, except for next service, because I need to do this thing. (laughs) Boom. Paul tells us that as God's building his church, Part of his vision for the church is that we would be shedding our old clothes. We would be putting off our old selves. And we're going to let him dress us with new ones. And so I tell you this, and I insist on it in the Lord, that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking, They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is due in them because of the hardening of their hearts. Having lost all sensitivity, they have been giving themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity. And they are full of greed. That, however, is not the way of life you have learned when you heard about Christ. And we're taught in him accordance with the truth that is in Jesus. You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off 
your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, and to be made new in the attitude of your minds, and to put on the new self, created to be like God with true righteousness and holiness. Wow. Now we've got to the part in Ephesians where we all get a little uncomfortable. When he starts to talk about our old selves and our new selves and how we live our lives in Jesus. Must no longer live as the Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking. You got to remember, he's talking to mostly Gentiles. That's really interesting. He's saying to them, by the way, there was this old way of life in which there was, there was Jews and there was Gentiles, and now God has made a new people. And you can't live like your culture. Darkened and understanding, separated from God, ignorant, hard-hearted. God wants us to call a spade a spade. That is not Jesus. Put off your old self. Have a new attitude in your minds. Put on a new self. This is about the changed life. And he goes into it, and it's going to make us all a little uncomfortable. Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor. For all members of one body, in your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you're angry. Do not give the devil a foothold. Anyone who has been stealing must steal no longer, but must work doing something useful with their own hands, that they may have something to share with those in need. Do not let any unwholesome talk come from your mouths, but only what is helpful for building up others according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed on the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling, and slander, along with every form of malice. Take those clothes off. And look, at he starts to tell us the type of things that he's asking us to recognize are not part of the new Jesus wardrobe. Falsehood. Speak truthfully to your neighbor. Speak to their face and, and say the hard things if you need to. Don't lie. Don't try to bend the truth to get what you need. Throw off the, the falsehood E. Anger. This anger is, this, we talk about seething anger. Say things like this bubbling, right? And when you start getting angry with things, you just notice it's just underneath you. It's just in you. It's there, and it's making everything worse. That's what's why it says, don't give the devil a foothold. This, this anger starts to bubble inside of us. The anger sweater is no longer part of us. Stealing. I'm hoping a lot of us don't find stealing a part of our regular life, except for those music downloads. Unwholesome talk. Like this, this crude speech, speaking in ways which isn't really helpful. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit. 
And this is what he's saying. You have within you this like beautiful, new self-fashion coach who's inside you saying, oh, that's ugly. Take that off. That's not, I, oh, take that. Don't grieve the spirit. Bitterness, rage, anger, brawling. I'm hoping not many of you are brawlers. So I was thinking, but slander. Right when, you, when you attack someone's character. I was thinking about this. When do you have the right to speak ill of someone? That's a really interesting question, isn't it? Like, maybe if your friend is starting to talk to a business person and you go like, by the way, this person stole a lot of money from me. I am warning you not to do that. Is that slander? Probably not. I don't like this person. This person doesn't like this person. And, well, that's... But there's definitely this idea of, are we using speech to build up and help someone or to hurt? And then it says malice. Malice is like this inner, this anger's turned to something now where it's like a, now I'm trying to hurt someone, get back at them. I'm trying to needle in and like there's, there's something there. That I, there's a, a famous rapper from a group called The Clips. And they sold millions of records. He's a multimillionaire. Uh, his brother, Pusha T, is the, the head of Kanye West's label now. Malice is his name. Malice came to know Jesus. So Malice put a cross out of the word malice, and now his name is No Malice. And his brother kind of doesn't like it because it's really hurting his street cred. But I love this picture of him just realizing malice is not part of the picture when you know Jesus. You need to be thinking about everyone you're acting towards in a, in a love. This is about changed lives. This is about your life being better, happier, because you've got this new gear on. You're feeling fresh and you're feeling good as you go out about your life. This isn't like, don't do this. Which we sometimes turn the Christian life into, right? This is like, oh, your life will be glorious. You and I were made for so much more. That's the point here. It's not simply putting off an old set of clothes. It's actually putting on a new one. Ah, feel a little nicer. It's not very hip-hop, but I might stop y'all from lipping off. (laughs) Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. Follow God's example, therefore, as dearly loved children, and walk in a way of love. Just as Christ loved us and gave himself for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God, put on some new clothes. Imagine if your new life was a life of of compassion, kindness. In our culture, one of the problems is kindness gets mistaken for weakness, doesn't it? I was just talking to my boy, Dominic, and we were talking about school, and he said, you know what? I wish people didn't try to get wrecks on each other all the time. And I was like, wrecks? I was thinking like recommendations, like on Reddit or something, you get wrecks. No, no, he's talking about wrecks, like wrecking a person. 
So if you say something and you, and you, and you wreck that person, you destroy them with your words, and I was like, oh, wreck. I was like, whoa. It's the game that's being played. I'm like, oh. So yeah. I said, son, whatever you do, it's hard, but don't you be the one to start a wreck. Be compassionate. Think about how the other person feels. Our culture is a lot about you're better if you can cut the other person down. Follow God's example and forgive those who have wrecked you. Walk in the way of love, just like Jesus. Oh, this is some new clothing, isn't it? This is a a new way to go about life. When you come to Christ, you're looking through new eyes. But among you, there must not even be a hint of sexual immorality or any kind of impurity, or of greed. Because these are improper for God's holy people. Nor should there be any obscenity, foolish talk, or coarse joking, which are out of place, but rather put on thanksgiving. For of this you can be sure, no immoral, impure, or greedy person, such as a person is an idolater, have any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ or of God. Let no one deceive you with empty words. For because of such things, God's wrath comes on those who are disobedient. Therefore, don't be partners with them. Ouch. Some real talk there. You're not going to be wearing blue when you're around the bloods, are you? It's your clothing matters. Jesus is looking at this and saying, oh, please don't do this. This is, this is bad. It, it means that you're, you're identifying yourself with the other family, not, not with my family. And it talks about sexual immorality and purity. And, and I, I know a lot of people say, oh, Christians are always obsessed with sex. But you know what's happening here? He's saying, like, no, like when you, when you misuse sexuality, it is going to hurt. Like it's meant to intimately join people emotionally in marriage. And when you start just sharing it, Outside of that, it starts hurting you. You don't even realize it. People get broken, depressed, and this is the result of wearing these other clothes. No obscenity or foolish talk or or coarse joking. Wow. That one's a hard one. So I got such a little clever joke. One word there. I can twist it and turn it to this, right? It's hard. Take off the dirty joke cloak. Rather thanksgiving. Right, put, put on this thankful attitude. Being thankful. And I, I think that goes against the other thing we talked about greed. And greed, I think, is probably a hallmark of our culture. We're just taught to be greedy. Like, it's, that's capitalism. Like, get as much as you can. This will make your economy better. Like, you need to get things and make you better. And yet the opposite is being thankful. When you're thankful for what you have, that's a good look than having this voracious appetite for things. For you were once in darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light. For the fruit of the light consists of all goodness and righteousness and truth and find what pleases the Lord. Oh, Jesus helps us make God happy. He looks at you he's like, oh, look what he's, he's helping you get a new style. And I like the style. 
have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. It is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible, and everything that is illuminated becomes a light. I love that. If you're illuminated by the light, then you become a light. This is why I said, wake up, sleeper, arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Shine. Everything that is illuminated becomes a light. I was thinking of like putting on some kind of cheesy Christmas sweater that lit up and stuff underneath, and, but I figured that would be going too far. Live as children of light. Imagine that if you dressed and as you walk, people could just see. Whoa, look at that. You could just see the, the flashy, bright suit. Like if someone's just wearing all tinfoil or something. Like, oh, I, that stands out right there. That guy's got a different style. These are your new clothes, your new self. Because otherwise, these are all fruitless deeds. Although that word is, the darkness is just fruitless deeds. Like things don't grow in the dark. But when you put on the light, this is all, all sorts of new fruit. The new self is beautiful. Be very careful then how you live. Not as unwise, but as wise. Making the most of every opportunity because these days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Speaking to one another with psalms and hymns and songs from the heart. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord. Always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Wow. Do you see the difference between these two ways of dressing? One style, it's, it's dark, it's, it's brooding, it's hurtful. And you think about some of these things he's talking about, like, okay, don't be drunk. And we know this. Like, we're starting to learn a lot of things about wine. We, we, for a long time, we we're like, okay, a glass of wine is healthy and useful. Now they're starting to go, well, it actually can hurt. And there's, there's all sorts of interesting things going on. But what we do know is that when people drink a lot of the times and they're drunk, it's to cover a whole lot of pain. It's the, kind of an instant joy card. Bing! And there's this other way of having joy. Jesus. Which, by the way asks us to partake of wine, but not to the point of drunkenness. Be filled. Keep being filled with the Spirit. This is the idea of continually allowing the Spirit to be the thing that's bringing you this joy, living this life where this seed comes in and in you and it's coming out of you. Instead of like getting this easy high and then crashing harder, you're, you're seeing your joy just keep building. And you can sing with a heart. Love this. I hope today after... Communion, we, just can, we can sing with these hearts full of joy in the Lord. Joy in singing. That's part of the new clothing. And I think it's really interesting that there's not many places where you can just sing together, is there? It's a beautiful thing when you're singing together. You just feel this, this joy come with you. Now, I've been pressing this metaphor of kind of like a, a makeover. I know that the extreme makeover is kind of a, an obsession in our culture, right? whether it's the swan or the biggest loser. And in many ways, this can be very destructive. 
This idea of like, oh, I have to lose weight. And there's always like cosmetic surgery involved or, oh, these new clothes will make you happy. Or that. This is obviously not what, what we're getting at. But what I would say is the longing for newness is natural. There's something about the human condition. There's something about our heart. We know this isn't the way it should be. Like, this is the, the way it is, but it's supposed to be something new. There's supposed to be something different. The Holy Spirit is supposed to bring something to us that allows us to live life in a, in a brand new way. And I love another part of this. When, when we see Jesus, we're talking about living this life. What we start to realize is this is hard. Like living in this new clothing is not easy. I don't think many of us are probably fully dressed completely in the gear that God has planned out. We don't have our full outfits on yet, right? We're mixing and matching, got some raggedy old jeans, and, but we might have a nice... Get what I'm saying? There is a, a reality that this is going to take time. It's like a boom, you're good. And Paul gets it. So one of the, the problems when we read this passage is like, oh, it's so heavy, it's so much, and there's, it's, it's not meant to be that way. Jesus is around you saying, I'm going to be your consultant. And you're not ready yet to get rid of that hoodie. Eventually. And work on this style, and you're going to change this, and, and start taking, put this on, and this is going to help you keep walking down the path. This is how God is remaking us. It's not all at once, but it's something to look at. This, this is where I'm heading. This is, this is what I'm going to be. I'm be a joyful, thankful, forgiving, empowering person. There's a joy to be around. When people look around, they're going to see me and see something good and attract. They're going to see Jesus reflecting off me. So I'm sure each of you, including myself today, we've been hearing the scriptures, maybe something that jumped out to us. Like, ah, yeah, I probably need to let go of that. Whether it's immorality, whether it's the way we talk about other people, whether it's how we work. Jesus is saying to our hearts, I think, like, you need to throw that old piece. And maybe you just need to sit with Christ and say, what is it, what is it you're telling me to drop today? What is it you're asking me to put on today? Because he has something better for you. He's saying to you, I want you to have joy in your heart. I, I want you to understand that you can be a light that shines. We talk about the vision for the church and God's vision. What he has a vision of is new people seeing Jesus because you are living in your new self. That is, that is a church where everyone is living in this new way and people are attracted to Jesus. I, I want to see that. It's a lifelong process, but it is worth the makeover time. And so I pray that our church is kind of like a change room. We're in this process where some of us are taking off this sweater and, and others are putting on new things. And we're in this place when we come together to recognize, hey, God is working on me. He's working with me. And as long as I'm journeying with him and growing in this, he is going to look at me and says, he smiles. He, you can please him. He is happy with you because you are living a life where you're allowing him to speak into this. God's vision is, a, is of a people who are growing in him in this, in this makeover of old self to new self, letting go of some old items, old ways we live, and now bringing some new ones to us. And I think that what he's saying to us is, you know what, church? Change clothes and go. 
When I think about Christ and his coming to the cross, it's, it's very interesting the way in which they dressed him, they mocked him, much like the persecuted church that we saw earlier, who, by the way, are living this life of change to the point where they're risking their lives. And he was put on like a, a crown of thorns. He's dressed up like a king, and they, they, they beat him. But what was interesting is in, in all this mockery and all this unkindness, the truth is ringing out. Jesus is a king. Jesus is truly the Messiah. He is the, the means of forgiveness. He's the reason why it's okay that we fail at these things. Because you don't have to be able to have a brand new self in order to come to Christ because he is your new self. And so today as we partake of the Lord's table, as we drink of the wine and eat of the bread, ask the Lord to ask you, what, he, what is it he's, he's calling you to do right now? Where are you? Is there something he's saying to you? Yeah, let go of this or put on that. And as we finish, and let us stand and, and sing with joy because we are new creations already. We are already new. We're just looking to see and become exactly what he means us to be. Let's pray. Our God, thank you for the forgiveness in Christ in which when we put our faith in him, you washed away all of our misdeeds, all the ways we don't live up to who we really are. And that you put inside us your spirit so that now we are a new creation. We pray, Lord God, that we remember the sacrifice of your son as the grounding for being able to live out this new life. That when he took bread, he broke it. said, this is my body broken for you. So you don't have to worry about paying any prices. And he took the cup and he said, this is my blood poured out for the forgiveness of our sins. Lord God, that we operate in an age of grace. That what's happening as we live this life, Lord God, is that you are making us more whole. You're making us more healthy, making us more redemptive. And that is a great thing, that we are putting these things off because you are making us something special and it is beautiful. And we ask, Lord God, that you would do that even today. In Jesus' name. Amen.